Welcome to the City Hills Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that the message today helped you encounter God, love people, and discover purpose. For more information about who we are as a church, head over to cityhillschurchsd.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, click the Give button at the top of the homepage on our website. And now, let's jump right into the message. Well, welcome to part two of our Comparison Trap series. Last week, we kicked it off talking about the fact that we all deal with comparison in one way or another. But with today being Mother's Day, I wanted to do something a little special. I wanted to interview a couple moms and have them share with us some of the comparison things that they deal with and the way that they navigate this and how God kind of shows up in there and just so many different things. And so I want to introduce them to you because I believe it's going to be a really special day, especially for you moms. So ladies, why don't you introduce yourself for me? Hey, my name is Lauren, and I am married to Danny. We've been married going on 12 years this year, which is insane. But we have two girls, Brooklyn and Audrey. Brooklyn is six, Audrey is three. And we've lived here in San Diego for about two and a half years, and we absolutely love it. But I'm a pastor's wife, of course, a mom. Um, I'm also a director of sales and marketing at a local Chick-fil-A here. And then I also own a small business called LH Creative Design Co. as well. Hi, I'm Jenna, and um, I've been married to my husband, Luke, for almost 11 years this year. And um, we are both born and raised in San Diego. We actually met, I think, like middle school sweethearts, I guess. (laughs) Um, And we have two kids, Harlow, she's five, and Huxley is about to turn two. And um, I have the privilege of being home with them. I have my own small business so i do that while i'm home with the kids and also teach harlow homeschool (laughs) (laughs) that is awesome so these ladies are incredibly busy they there's just so many plates that they're spinning and they do incredible incredible jobs with it and so uh, they're going to be the perfect moms to be able to share some of their experiences when it comes to comparison so last week when we started the series we talked about the fact that there's no win in comparison, that no matter what we do when we're comparing ourselves to others or just different situations, even like people like me, you compare yourself to like your imaginary future self and what you're supposed to be. We all deal with comparison in our own ways and we, we realize that there's no win in comparison. And we also talked about the fact that we go through our lives and we're looking at different people in different situations almost as mirrors, mirrors that reflect back to us the fact that we have worth that reflect back and just let us know that we're okay. And we just talked about the mirror that we rely on the most is the one that's gonna drown out all the other voices. And so the last thing that we talked about, our challenge for the week, was that we wanted to identify who or what our mirror was. Who or what do we rely on in our lives? And so ladies, as we introduced that topic and we were looking at that, we, we talked about the fact that comparison is one of those really strong, difficult things in our life. So how would you say that you ladies deal with comparison? And also, what are some of the things that kind of drive you to compare more? So I definitely struggle with this. I'm sure you do too. So for me, for the longest time, it was comparing myself against what other 
girls look like and their body types and things like that when I was younger. But then as I became older and became an adult and became a mom, it kind of shifted and it kind of became this thing of like I was comparing myself against other women and where they were kind of at in their success in life and how far they had made it in life and that sort of thing. So I feel like that's where a lot of my comparison has kind of come in um, as I've gotten older, just thinking about like, oh, what does my future look like? I should have been farther along than I am right now. How successful is my business? How successful is, you know, this? And I compare myself to other women. Um, and so that's kind of like where, where I struggle a lot of times with comparison. Yeah, I would say along the same lines. Um, but more recently, I went from working full time and having a baby at home that I rarely saw. And just that guilt setting in of like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like this fantasy of living or staying at home with her and just not being able to like afford San Diego. But then I just (laughs) jumped into having two and I actually couldn't afford that either (laughs) living in San Diego. And I went into this stay at home mom role position. And then I found myself comparing against the moms that were working full time. And you I mean, social media is like its own other beast of comparison, but here I am sitting at home on like a Tuesday and I'm like scrolling, (laughs) which is horrible, but you're seeing what everyone else is doing and you're wiping butts all day and getting the (laughs) 700 snack of the day. So there's a lot of comparison there and I still don't know which way. Yeah. I would even want to pick at the end of the day. Like they're both so hard. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I think the truth that we have to like own within ourselves is that we all kind of hear that voice that was whispering to us that we're just not enough. Like there's, there's something that we're inadequate at or, or we just don't measure up. And it's one of those things, like for some of you, it's a whisper, you know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. a quiet voice that just kind of sneaks back into your mind. But then for others of you, it's like someone yelling in a megaphone, right? Like that voice is just overpowering everything in your life. And this, this feeling of inadequacy, I'm sure you can relate. It kind of sneaks into our life and it brings all of these other areas to this, maybe jealousy or anger, bitterness. Uh, comparison just brings so many things. That's why we said there's no win. And you know, you know what this is like, right? Like we've, we've all had that friend in our life that they have everything going right. Like their marriage is awesome. Their kids are perfect. They have all the money that they need and their house is beautiful. They go on incredible trips. And it's just like, man, they have the life. And then one day they call you and they're like, hey, uh, you know, maybe they got in a fight with their spouse or they got in the car and the car engine just like set on fire and they have to get another car. And, And inside you're going, oh, man, that's awful. But then there's that little voice inside of you that's also saying, Thank the Lord. Like finally, <laughs> some, you're, you're getting the experience of what life is like as a mortal. Like you're not superheroes. And as much as we hate that, we have to ask ourselves, like, where does that come from? Where does that just like drive in our life? And, and I believe the issue for us is that we were born into this world with this broken relationship with our creator. That, that with God, there's this missing element of our life that kind of leads to us having these issues inside of us, this, this kind of darkness that is there. And the truth is the root of all of our insecurities comes from the fact that we don't allow God to be our mirror. Like we talked about those mirrors in our life. If we don't allow him to be that one, our insecurities are slowly going to take over and over. 
And the Bible introduces us to this beautiful concept when we start a relationship with Jesus. And it's this relationship where we actually become a child of God. And, and I've always loved that. And I want to read to, to you from John 1, starting at verse 10. And it says this, Jesus came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believed in him, in the original language, who believed, is like actively believing. Like it's not just, oh yeah, I know who Jesus is. It's like they actively were a part of it. And they accepted him. The original language is almost like an invitation into your house. They invited him in. And he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or a plan, but a birth that comes from God. And it's this beautiful truth that we believe that when we enter a relationship with Jesus, that we truly become children, sons and daughters of God, like we sang about just a few minutes ago. So ladies, for you, how has your, your relationship with God like changed that, that dealing with comparison and, and how has that like impacted you? And then also like, where are you your healthiest? I feel like for me, it's like talking it out um, getting it out there instead of just trying to like tackle it by myself. I remember Lauren and I a couple months ago, right? Yeah, not too long ago. Um, we were taking a car ride up to a show we were both doing. So it started out like girls trip and uh, no kids. And so we we're just driving and it went from like our business goals and aspirations we wanted to like tackle this year. And then it the conversation just kind of like tapered off into like the mom guilt mm -hmm. we feel. Yeah. And just Lauren is working like full time. And then she's trying to do this small business like after hours, after she gets to see her girl's faces and put them in bed. And then I feel like the opposite end of the spectrum where I'm home, but I constantly want to like go check mm -hmm. that email or see if an order came through and if an order did come through I want to go pack it but like I also have to finish like candy land yeah. <laughs> like, so I feel like there's just that we're just yeah. saying like mm -hmm. we all are struggling with something and I feel like almost God talking through a friend and just mm -hmm. saying like you're not the only one there's right. there's everyone is battling something yeah. at the end of the day mm -hmm. and um it's validated and it's real and like let's work through it together yeah. yeah we talk about it a lot that that isolation is one of the greatest tools of the enemy sure. to just make you feel like if i'm all alone then he can just keep whispering those things into your life for sure yeah and i think like having the conversation that we did like made me really realize the value of having your own girl tribe around you <laughs> and you know because it can get so isolating and feel so lonely and feel like you're the only one in this situation and it's so great to have friends that can not only come alongside of you and feel like okay girlfriend we are in this together yeah. but can support you and encourage you and help you know really empower you to live your best life in whatever season of life that you're in um, because life definitely comes in seasons and some are harder than others mm -hmm. but I feel like when you have those people around you that really understand what you're going through and really genuinely care mm -hmm. and want the best for you um i think that that's where we just grow and really become our best selves and versions of who god wants us to be so yeah i agree yeah absolutely and and i think for all of us it's finding that connection with mm -hmm. with other people it's being able to find those practical ways that you you can just sense god there just that voice that's speaking into your life and 
And I always think about it all the time, you know, as this idea that we're sons and daughters of God. You know, as parents, we desperately want our kids to like know yeah. that they're good, know that mm -hmm. they, no matter what happens in their life, no matter what they're facing, that they're loved, that they're accepted, that like they always have a place to come back to, no matter what insecurities that they're facing or inadequacies they may have. And it's one of those things for us that if we do that as flawed people, like for me as a dad, I desperately want my two little girls to know that no matter what happens in life, that their daddy is proud of them and he's there for them. And like, I will take on the world to make sure they have what they need. And if I can do that as a flawed dad, as a broken person, then how much more would our heavenly father, you know, care for us in that way and, and want to do the same thing? It reminds me of when Jesus was being baptized. And it's one of my favorite stories in the Bible of, of just this moment where Jesus is, is going to John the Baptist and he's like, hey, I need you to baptize me. And John the Baptist is like, bro, you're like Jesus. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to baptize you. And he's like, no, we need to do this. And this incredible thing happens in Matthew 3. Listen to it. Check it out with me in verse 16. It says, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was open and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And this is my favorite part. A voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love and I am well pleased. And it was in this beautiful moment that God is seeing his son. He's seeing Jesus and he's offering him his acceptance, his affection and his affirmation. And I just love that. Because when we're children of God, when we, when we lean into that, there's this beautiful understanding that, that God is doing the same thing for us. That he's saying, I accept you. He has affection towards us. Like, I love you. This is my child, the, I, who I am well pleased. He, he offers us his affirmation. And I think for all of us, we're all looking for that. We're looking for acceptance. We're looking for affection. We're looking for affirmation that we have worth. And, and it's just this beautiful picture with God and Jesus and, and what he's offering us in a relationship with him. And I just love thinking about God as a parent because you've seen this moment, too, where there's just that absolute adoration of, of a child. And you've seen it when, like, when you go to a hospital <laughs> and you walk into the room. And, and can we just be real here? Let's just be honest. I know ladies are more sensitive than us guys and, and just you're, you're just better people than we are. <laughs> but sometimes you go to a hospital and that baby ain't cute. Like, let's just be real. There's some times that the baby just is not cute, but you, everybody walks in there like, oh. But sometimes all you can say is, oh, look how big he is, because you don't wanna lie or anything. But you know what? To that parent, that's the most beautiful child in the world. That, that child represents potential and beauty and future and it's just the apple of their eye. They just look at that baby as it's, it's pride and joy. And no matter if their head's a little wonky because of how they <laughs> came out or their hair's all functified, like there's still that beauty that they see. And I'm always reminded that, that that's how God sees us. He sees us with that deep kind of love and affection. And, and God, even right now, after like 40 days of quarantine, even with our <laughs> hair a hot mess, and you haven't been out of those sweatpants in two weeks and they stank, God is still looking at you with deep affection and love and care. And so ladies, when you, when you lean into that, when you lean into the fact that, that God loves you deeply like that and, and he sees potential in you and he wants you to have that affirmation, 
How does that like change the way you live your life as a mom? Yeah, I think for me, especially being a mom of two girls, you know, the, there's so much thing about identity and trying to find themselves. And for me, I've realized that my kids look to me as their mirror, yeah. you know, especially my girls. They look at how I look at my body. And when I'm putting my makeup on, Jenna, our girls are, are close. And so we were just <laughs> talking about makeup the other night. And it's it's like they look at us and they we don't want them to ever think that they're not beautiful enough, mm -hmm. that they're not smart enough, that they're they're not adequate enough. And so many times I have to find myself on how do I talk to myself? Like, how do I treat my body? How do I look at myself in the mirror? Because it's a direct reflection on them and how they're, we're their examples. So it's like, how can I be a better example to them? Because we all know that mirrors lie to us. You know, they'll mm. tell us we're not good enough and we're not beautiful enough. And we don't ever want our children to feel that. And God doesn't want that for us. And so I think it helps me to keep consistent perspective on really valuing myself as a person and how much God wants for me and what he's teaching me in every season and yeah. to look at the right mirrors and the right mm -hmm. people. Um, so I can teach my girls to do the same thing, you know? Yeah. It's so hard. Cause I feel like as girls, you already pick out everything, every flaw, everything you wish you had. Mm -hmm. You study all the like Revlon and CoverGirl commercials to get yeah, that eyeliner. Yeah. You're right, Danny. <laughs> um, yeah. And then you have a girl, and I feel like it just, they are so like all up in your business and they're like <laughs> watching everything. And I feel like I didn't notice how much I would mm -hmm. pick myself apart until I had a daughter mm -hmm. who's standing there asking you, why are you putting on that makeup? Why are you mm -hmm. curling your hair? Oh, that dress looks so pretty. And I find her saying it already mm -hmm. at like five years old. Yeah. And so it breaks my heart. And she'll ask like, why can't I put on makeup? And I'm, I, I feel like I'm just like, cause I'm the adult and you're the kid and you don't need makeup. You're so beautiful. Right. And she looks at it like, well, why, why can adults only put on makeup? I don't get it. We're both girls. Like, why can't yeah. I do it? And I'm like, you don't need it. I just, there's not a real answer. And it, the answer is like, we don't even need it. Mm -hmm. God did create us yeah. out of his image and we are beautiful, but it's so much easier to like put on that mask right. before you yeah. leave. That's good. And like to, it's almost like you feel like you have to like dress up just to leave. And God's like, why are you putting that eyeliner on that eye that I created? And yeah. it's like, I mean, I could sit here and like preach it, but I feel like I will still, this is like a daily struggle sure. as yeah, like a girl and sure. especially living in San Diego and there's like beautiful people ever and you're just trying to protect <laughs> your kids, but it's so hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I, I think it's, it's an incredible just journey that we're going on through this, that, that you want to be able to, to have that authenticity, but mm -hmm. man, it's hard to not feel like you have to measure up in some certain way. And it just completely changes the game when we lean on the fact that, hey, God has already given us that affirmation and that acknowledgement that we need. So in, in your lives, how have you seen, like on the flip side, mm -hmm. when you kind of like lean on your own strength, lean on your own comparisons, your own issues, when you lean on that versus leaning on what God says about you, how has that like completely changed your life? Yeah, well, I think when I think about it in terms of strength, 
like if I'm doing it on my own, like I fall weak every time, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. there's no way, like I can't get up on my own without him. And I think I've really learned this over the last 10 years or so, just going through some health conditions that we're still trying to figure out. But I used to just have a lot more energy. My mind would process a lot faster and I just feel like oh, I can get a lot more done. And then over the last 10 years, it's not quite been that way. Um, and so I think that I can quickly feel defeated by that and feel like I'm mm. not good enough. I'm not going to measure up enough. I can't keep up with, with everyone or can't get to where everyone else is at. And I think I just, that's the enemy's inlet into my life of like, here's your weakness Mm -hmm. and I'm going to use that thing to get you. And so I've realized that I've got to combat whatever that insecurity is because it affects my mind. It affects my body and I let that control me. And so it's like, if I wake up every day and say, okay, God, these are the things that I'm grateful for today, you know, and making sure that I'm keeping top priority on what is important in my life and the things that really matter, um, I feel like just gives me the right perspective yeah, absolutely. to be able to get through the day. And also, I just bang out some worship music. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> if it's a bad morning, I'm like, crank it up because <laughs> before I get somewhere, I need some Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh, totally. Yeah. I feel like I'm just a very like goal-driven person. Mm-hmm. I feel like and I always laugh because I'm always like have conversations with God. I'm like, you created me like this. So like you should be able to put up with this. But I know you want to do it a different way. But like, can we try my way first? Right. But yeah. I feel like I set my like these outrageous goals for myself. And I feel like this has happened like elementary school till today. I feel like I... I'm just fighting against myself, I guess, sure. not even anyone yeah. else. It's mm-hmm. like for my own gain and goal driven weirdness. Mm-hmm. But I set these goals and I always like I'll achieve one and then I get another goal and then I achieve mm-hmm. that and then I hit the next mark. And I feel like every time without a doubt, God is at the finish line and he's like sitting there waiting for me and he's just <laughs> like, okay, are you ready to finish this with me or without me? Because yeah. like right. you've gotten this far, I've let you tackle it. But like, let's take this home kind of, and without a doubt, like every job I can name them all, it's always happened that way. Yeah. Yeah. To a certain point and then I need God. And I think too, that many times we don't regulate our own pace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like we try to run at a pace that's not achievable, you know, that we just push too hard or we're not pushing hard enough. And it's hard to like find that balance. And all along the way, God's like, I'm trying to pace you so I can teach you something. Right. Or like, I want to intervene with something that you never saw that was coming, but yeah. you're too worried about that over yeah. there. Yeah. And I'm trying to do this for you and you're not even paying attention. Right. Exactly. exactly. That's so good. It, and it's so true. And the, the reality is that in order for us to reach our fullest potential, we have to be in a relationship with our creator. Like in order for us to be able to like really become who we want to become, it, it requires us to be in that relationship with him. And, and as we wrap up today, I wanted to share one last passage of scripture with you. And I've been really loving the Passion Translation. It's a, just a different version that just explains it in a different way. And I love the words of Paul in Romans 8. Read this with me, starting in verse 14. And he says this, 
The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Verse 15, and you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, which leads you back into the fear of never being good enough. And I just love how he says that, that you didn't receive the spirit of religious duties, trying to check all the right boxes, trying to make sure that you're running the perfect race and making sure everything's just in line. He says that actually leads you back into this fear of never being good enough. He continues, but you've received the spirit of full acceptance enfolding you into the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned for as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved father. Another translation says, Abba father or daddy, that we join with Jesus saying, daddy to our heavenly father. Verse 16, and this is my favorite. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us. He makes it real, that, that it's that genuine connection with Him as our Father. And then He whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. And that's my favorite part, because remember that whisper we were talking about in the beginning, that whisper that makes us feel like we're inadequate, that we're not measuring up. God whispers into our innermost being, and he says, you are my beloved child. And I think that for some of you today, maybe that's what you need to hear. That you've been dealing with comparison so much, you've been battling with this for so long, and you just need to see God looking you in the eyes and saying to you, hey, you are my beloved child. I'm proud of you. My affection and my love is towards you. Like you don't have to look at all these other mirrors. I, as your creator, see so much potential, so much beauty, so much purpose in you. You don't have to keep looking. You already have it in me. And our lives completely change when we rely on God to be our mirror. You wanna know which mirror you need to lean on? Instead of chasing comparison, instead of looking to the left and the right, lean on the truth that comes from God's Word. Lean on the truth that, that He is speaking about your identity. Lean into the fact that your Heavenly Father, the one who created you, the one who knew you in your mother's womb, He loves you, He's for you, and He's crazy about you. And the words He speaks over your life are words of affirmation and affection and acknowledgement of who you are to him, the son and daughter of God. Let's pray together today. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this reminder that we don't have to deal with comparison, that we don't have to look to the left and the right for our affirmation, that we can look into your eyes that we can look at your reflection, that we can lean on your words that tell us that you love us and that you're for us. And Lord, I pray right now for that person who maybe in this moment, they've been waiting for their opportunity to just surrender their life to you, to trust you as their leader. And Lord, I pray right now that in this moment, you would give them the courage and the faith to just turn their life over to you, to put their hope and their trust to put their future in your hands. Lord, that they would pray a simple prayer. God, I believe you love me. I believe you sent your son for me. 
And I believe that my future can be its fullest and richest and everything I hoped it could be when I put you as the leader of my life. God, I pray that you would just move in the way that only you can in this moment, that you would speak to their hearts. And God, for the rest of us, I pray that as we deal with comparison, as we face these battles, that you would remind us that our hope and our trust and our, just our identity is founded in you. Help us not look to the left and the right. Help us look directly into your eyes and see the reflection that says we are your beloved children. God, we love you. You're so much better than we deserve. We pray all of this in the strong and the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed the message today. We would love to be able to partner with you on your faith journey. Regardless of where you're at or what you're walking through, know that your friends at City Hills Church are here for you. If you would like for us to pray for you, click the contact button on the top of the homepage and share your request with us. Our prayer team will keep you and your family in prayer every week. We hope you have an incredible day and that you discover a little more purpose throughout your week. We look forward to seeing you soon.